briefly just a verse of scripture and some things that I feel like the well it's been on my mind all week and uh, it's very short that's all right it's very true the gospel of John chapter 3 I was thinking about earlier in the week about uh, children and uh, I guess it's fitting that goes along with the service this morning is a baby dedication that's taking place and I was thinking about kids I'd seen a a news release um, somewhere this week about um, a cancer treatment that they're, they're coming out with that they found that is said to uh, greatly improve the, the chances of a cure for cancer moving in that direction. And, and it kind of sparked a thought in my mind about our children and about how much we love our kids. Um, there's no doubt this morning we could ask uh, Brittany and these other mothers, Leanna, especially those that's just just had children, uh, Jessica and uh, Beverly, and even you dads out there, those that have kids that are grown now, but there's probably no doubt we could all answer how much do we really love our kids, and the answer would be uh, really more than words than we could put into words. And I got thinking about after I saw this news article and it, it had something to do with children in the article about the cancer treatment and uh, I thought on this question is there anything that we would not do for our children and you could ask from the oldest to the youngest parent in here and I think we would all agree and I'll answer that there's not anything that we would not do for them think about how much that we love them, how much they mean to us, uh, the blessing that they are uh, to us, and regardless of where they go in life, um, how much we are privileged uh, at their presence. I have a child. My oldest child is over in uh, Barbados this week as her husband, an outstanding minister of the gospel, not even half the preacher that he is but is preaching a series of sermons uh, in evangelistic style to uh, the people there. And I'm so proud of her that she's there, will be ministering, helping him, and also ministering in song, I'm sure. And I have two other children, and they mean a great deal to me. Uh, they're all three different. If there's two polar opposites, there's the third one that's an, even an opposite of those two. And I don't really know how that is, but that, that is the case. Uh, there's, they're just three as different as can be. But, you know, the love that I have for them and the love that you have for your children and the question that we would answer of to what ends will we go to for our kids would be insurmountable. And the truth that I want to share with you this morning is that God feels the same way about each and every one of you. Amen. You are, regardless of whether you accept or realize or believe that way today or not, you are his child. You're his child in the sense that he formed you in your mother's womb before the world began. He knew you by your name. And whether you've accepted that 
relationship is he is your heavenly father and Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. God looks down upon you with love this morning. He loves you. Brother Andy has preached to us several times and made the statement he is not mad at you. But he loves you just like you love your own children, but a whole lot more. There's something that I tell Ben, try to, before he gets out of the car at school every morning. I tell him, son, I love you, but Jesus loves you a whole lot more than I do. If we look at the Gospel of John, chapter 3, and verse 16, you don't have to stand. This is going to be very short. But this is a very, very familiar scripture that Jesus himself said. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We as parents this morning, and Brittany, as she's presented Layla here to the Lord this morning and several others, I think she was the last of the four, I believe, to have the baby dedication as these four young uh, children have been brought into this world recently. But we have our kids to grow up, and we hope for them the best. We hope that their life is filled with blessing and peace and that they have a relationship with God, only like what God has ordained that we have with him and we hope to have with him. But we can say truly that God loves you this morning because in this scripture, God did not have his son, Jesus, for him to go through everything that is pleasant, everything that is proper, everything that is fitting or becoming to him. But when his son was conceived by the Holy Spirit on this earth, he brought his son into this world to die. There's not any of us that have cognizantly thought, probably, upon starting a family about what awaits everyone in this world, and that is death. But that's exactly what was on God the Father's mind when Jesus came to this earth. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe on him would not perish, but have everlasting life. There's no greater sacrifice that someone can give and that a father can give other than to give his own life, but to give the life of his son. And that's exactly what God the Father did when he sent Jesus and asked Jesus to come to this earth, to come to a cross. The question that I think about this morning as I read this scripture is what else does God have to do for you this morning? What else does God have to do to prove to you that he loves you? Would you send your child would you send your son, your daughter, to die for a people who were unthankful, unholy, sinful, blasphemers, idolaters, and all the adjectives and the attributes that the scripture defines as the Gentile believers, and that's us. None of us would do that. 
The most that we can liken it to is a child that we know that goes into the service of our armed forces that has committed their self that if it be so, that their life be taken for them in the name of freedom and so someone else might live. This is exactly what God the Father did for us. Yes, amen. He sent his son to die. I had the opportunity to go to a race uh, a few weeks ago in Fort Payne. It was something that Ben here a while back had got in his mind that he wanted to participate in was cross country uh, racing and he joined the team down at Menlo and I remember his first race as it was held at Menlo School there. He had had a little bit of trouble couple of weeks prior to that and uh, had, had injured his legs actually to where they had hurt day and night. He'd stretched some muscles and probably ripped some muscles on some things that he was doing at school that really hindered him in the race uh, at Menlo. Uh, he barely finished. I, be, I believe he finished next to last. But there was another race a few weeks later down at Fort Payne that we got to go to. I remember that day uh, I took off work to go, it was cold. It was probably one of the coldest days that we had had uh, in the season as of yet. We were out there about four or five hours, but Ben was excited, I was excited for him. And I remember as we sat in the bleachers at the stadium and the kids, according to their grade, lined up and they sounded the buzzer for them to start running. If you saw my Facebook page, there's a picture of Ben as he's beginning to run. And I titled that, the caption of that picture was Run the Race with Patience that is set before us. I'm talking about the cloud of witnesses that we have. I believe it says over in Hebrews. But as they left the stadium and, and we could look as far as we could see, that they got really out of eyes range and we could still see figures, but we weren't sure exactly who was who. I had a pretty good idea of where Ben was at and so we waited several minutes, probably 12, 13, 14 minutes passed by, and I could make glimpses of some of the kids that were had already slowed down to a walk. Some were jogging. Some would find bursts of speed and, and begin to run again. I seen some kids start to come into the stadium towards the finish line, and I counted. And I counted along the line. Just I knew Ben would want to know, and it's one and four and five, Six and seven and eight, 13 and 14 and 15. And as time kind of lagged on, I thought, well, we're getting towards the middle, middle of everybody that participated. But I watched towards the corner of the building as the runners would run back in the gate around the track on the football stadium. And I seen three kids come in and they all finished and didn't see anybody for a minute or two. And then I saw Ben coming around the corner. And as he made his way onto the, the track, there was still a good piece of distance left to run. He was running. He wasn't just jogging. He wasn't walking fast. He was running. He had everything that he could give. And as a father, I knew that what I needed to do is I needed to cheer him on and let him know that I was there and that I was pushing for him and I was proud of him. 
But at the time I went to speak, I could not speak. I was overcome with emotion. And I sat there silent as he run by. But he got about dead level with me, and I thought, I've got to say something. And I squeaked out a few words to hopefully where he could hear me. And shortly after that, he slowed down to about a pace, a walking pace. But there were some older high school kids that had lined the track there at the finish line. And I saw one of them run up to him and was clapping at him and, and said, pick it up, run, you can do it. And as he said that to him, he picked it back up to almost a full sprint and he crossed the finish line. And I didn't care that he finished 22nd or 23rd, middle of the pack. I didn't care if he finished first. It didn't matter to me. But I was proud that he finished. And whether he knew it or not, I knew and conveyed to him later what a great life lesson that that was for him. But it also can be a great life lesson for us this morning as we understand the love that a father has for their children and the pride that a father has for their family. And regardless of where you are in your life, regardless what station you are or how old you are, if you're looking at the end, towards the end of your life, or you're in the middle, or you're just starting out, maybe in high school, maybe a newly married person, the truth of the matter is that God loves you. And he loves me. And he sent his son to die for each and every one of us. So regardless, like Brother Dan says, of what you're facing this morning, just know that Jesus died for you. God loves you enough to send his own son to die for me and for you that we might have eternal life. Would you stand this morning? Bow our heads.